Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Blake Topmeyer is the SEC columnist for the USA Today Sports Network. SEC football unfiltered, available each and every week. He's on Twitter, at B Topmeyer. All right, Blake, this, was, this is what Mark and I were just talking about at the beginning of the show. Is there a weirdly, like, has the pendulum swung to where maybe there's too much trust in Tennessee to go and win a game like this? Like, Because I'm, I'm weirdly in this position where, I expect them to win tomorrow, but I almost wonder, like, it, is that danger? Is that a dangerous way of thinking? Yeah, I think it's like one of those head versus gut things. Correct. Like your head says, you know, what you've seen, uh, or I don't know which is which, but one of them's telling you, hey, I think when I look at these two teams, I think Tennessee's a better team. You know, they, they got the, the better quarterback, I believe. They have, you know, a, an offense that's obviously very high-functioning. I think some of what they do offensively neutralizes LSU. I mean, LSU's got a good pass rush, right? But I, I like their second. The, ball out the, only quickly. Thing, the only thing I don't really love, weirdly, of LSU, I don't love their linebackers. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I think they're they're better up front on, on the D line, even after the injury of Mason Smith. Yeah, um, that that's that's their strength is is the, the front four uh, and BJ Ojolari off off the edge in particular. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think Tennessee is set up to combat what what LSU does well. Um, but just kind of your gut reaction is like, eh, have we seen this movie before, where we think eh, Tennessee's got something cooking here? And then, you know, they go get their face removed in a, in a road game. I think back to a couple years ago, uh, I guess it was the 2020 season, where people were still sky high on Jeremy Pruitt at that point. They have a they're, they're ranked road game against Georgia. It's a close game at the halftime. Uh, and then they just get demolished in the second half, and that was the beginning of the end for, for Jeremy Pruitt. Blake, you've only been here, like, you've only been in Knoxville, what, six, seven years at this point? How are you so jaded on the balls? Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, even being being around as long as I have, you've, you've seen it a couple times before. But I, I think part of my perspective is just talking to people in the community and fans that, um, you know, I think there's this image of, of Tennessee fans of being like a really irrational fan base and there's there's maybe an element of that i mean there's an element of that in in every fan base right yeah, but yes um you know I, it, it's certainly on vault twitter you know your crazy per capita is probably higher within tennessee's fan base than a lot of fan bases it probably but extrapolates well across, to real life too the crazies on twitter yeah. higher percentage than real life yeah they're not <laughs> no question i don't know what how your experience is with fsu twitter fsu twitter is 
the worst, like in terms of of like crazies per capita, and they're like the closest thing uh, for for Mark's uh, explanation. The closest thing I've seen to Warriors Twitter during the playoff mm. was Florida State. Like they are like they are. There's no sense of decorum. Nothing. I'll is say out of this: Vols like, Twitter during that coaching search was pretty that was wild. Pretty good. They that kinda, was, that was pretty They special. went pretty wild. I guess the the reason why I bring Greg it up, Chiano is in Piscataway, New Jersey, yeah, right well, now I, because I, of Vols Twitter. All right. In, in fairness. I just wish they would have been honest about it. Like, in the end, they did not care about Greg Schiano's relation to the Penn State. It's in one Greg they Schiano. just did not want Greg Schiano to be their coach. Like, I just be honest about it. That's, I think that's right, and that's fair. Um, and, and I put part of it on, I mean, now we're really going back in time, but I put part of that on John Curry. Yeah. The way he did this search, it was so close to the best, and, like, there was stuff leaking out about Gruden. Like, uh, he really should have tamped some of that. <clears throat> I love yeah, groomers. The groomers. He should have tamped some of that down, at least through back channels, because it's like they thought they were going to get Gruden, and then even after they, you know, maybe accepted they weren't going to get Gruden, it was like, oh, well, we'll get Dan Mullen. And then it's like, wait a second, we're getting Shiano? Who? What? Well, <laughs> uh, is that the search? So yeah. Is that? No, no. The the former the former uh, coup was the search Afterwards. that got Mike Leach. Right? No, because, no, I thought, wouldn't it? Well, he when orchestrated Fulmer, the coup when, when Curry Fulmer, well, failed when Fulmer, to get a coach. No, but I thought it was when Fulmer heard that Curry was going to get Mike Leach. Yes, and Mike yes, Leach that's didn't right. believe in a fullback, so God forbid. By the way, nice job, Phil. That was a great hire you made. Yes, uh, John Curry went kind of AWOL for a while. He was supposed to be like closing a deal with Dave Doran. Uh, he had Dave Doran there's been on a couple, the hook, There's which, been a couple of schools that have uh, – that was what – uh, Ross Bjork had that deal with Dave Dorn too. Dave Dorn could have been like an SEC coach like three times over, and it's fallen apart. Yeah, and now you know he doesn't look so bad where he, where he's at. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the administration thought John Curry was was closing a deal with Dave Dorn. He flies across the country to Mike Leach. Supposedly does not have working Wi-Fi on that cross country <laughs> flight, so he's you know he's he's out there glad handed with Mike Leach. And the administration has no clue where he is because his Wi-Fi didn't work. Now, what I don't figure out is, like, <laughs> after you got off the plane, like, couldn't you have, like, called in and texted somebody or something, you know? Well, not if you don't uh, want to. Anyway, if, you want, if you want to use the excuse of, oh, I don't have any Wi-Fi. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right. I was and right up against my limit for yeah, the month, yeah, all right? Listen, listen, I couldn't use my hotspot either at, at 35,000 feet. <laughs> my understanding all along with that search was Mike Leach was persona non grata, for Tennessee because he sued his previous employer in Texas Tech, and so it's like, eh, let's, you know, Tennessee didn't really want to wade into those waters, at least with the administration, and then everything goes haywire for John Curry. He's trying to pull a rabbit out of the hat that'll please the fan base, and so next thing the administration knows, they find out he's out there talking to the one guy uh, that they really don't want him to hire, Mike Leach. God, I did, I did well, love the thought, though, of the pirate leading the fall Navy. Like that was like that was an idea that I got so excited about. Yeah, and I actually think Leach would have hit it off with Tennessee fans yeah. quite well. I mean, as much as he kind of gets on with Mississippi State fans to a degree down there, I, I think the same would have been true uh, with Tennessee fans, at least for a while. Well, we're rehashing old history. This could be a great moment for, like, Tennessee football, they win this game. That game against Alabama, Jeffrey and I were just talking about it. It's going like, to end up being the game that Alabama A&M was supposed to be. Yeah, it's like the game of the ha- first half of the season, potentially. 
It really is. And I made the point earlier this week that if Bryce Young is not 100% or if he doesn't play on Saturday with that shoulder injury, it is much better for Alabama that A&M is on the schedule this week and not Tennessee. I mean, I'm not saying Alabama has to have Bryce Young to beat Tennessee, but you might need him in that game. Um, and, and we know Bryce Young papers over the cracks in the close games. He always, I shouldn't say always, he didn't in the national championship, but minus the national championship, he bails Alabama out of jams time and again. So if that's a close game with Tennessee on the road, I think you want him back there. This week, in a way, Alabama might actually benefit more in the long run if Jalen Milrow has to play in this game. Because I don't think A&M can beat Alabama. They're not going to score enough to beat Alabama regardless of who the quarterback is, I don't believe. All right. So, uh, to your point, yeah, uh, we, just got, we just got a little bit of news. Uh, according to Pro Football Network insider Aaron Wilson, the, uh, the Crimson Tide are expected to be without Bryce Young this weekend. That's interesting. He broke this story. He's like uh, he used to cover like the Texans and the Ravens in the NFL, but he broke a lot of news on those beats. Well, um, nationally. And, and that makes sense. That makes sense. I never bought. You know, I never Nick bought Saban that he was, was playing. Burnt. Like when everyone like this was my my reaction. You tell me if you disagree. When I saw him chunk his helmet like he did, yeah. Like, sometimes the athletes tell you, like, without, you know what I mean? Like, all these coaches think that they're geniuses and that they're protecting state secrets. That was not the reaction of someone that thought he was just, you know, just had a sprain. Like, that was the reaction of someone who thought he was really hurt. Totally agree. And I I was there in in Fayetteville on Saturday and watched that unfold, and I I made the same point earlier this week. I said, I don't know whether Bryce Young's going to play or not, but I said, normally you do not spike your helmet in frustration and pain and anger on the way to a medical tent for a hangnail. You know, right. you're, you're doing that because you're frustrated. There's something legitimately hurt. Um, and Bryce Young also does not strike me as a guy that is really going to, you know, boo-hoo. Yes, agreed. Uh, I'm going to flounder around as if I'm really hurt here when I'm not. Like, no, that, that's everything we know about Bryce Young. The, guy, the guy's a gamer, right? He no, he's. I mean, there, right? think, think about last year, man. He ran for his life a lot, and we never saw him like milk it. No, and so to me, when you just watch, it's like you said. Sometimes you let the athletes tell you. When you watched his his body language uh, on the on the sidelines and dealing with that, it seemed like you know Saban keeps saying it's not a serious injury. Okay, well maybe it's not a serious injury, but it's also not nothing either. You know, it's somewhere between serious and nothing. And to me, that always pointed to a, a higher likelihood than not that he wouldn't play this week. No, I, I'm with you, but I do think it. what makes it interesting now, with Milro, like we saw, man, that guy had, God, that guy could run. Uh, that was, yeah. he had a couple of breakaways where you're like, holy hell, like on a field of fast people, he looked the fastest. I thought he was a little inconsistent passing-wise, but I did feel like, they kind of settled in in the third quarter, and they kind of found some stuff that he could do. What were kind of your impressions of him in person? Yeah, running the ball, fantastic. After the game, uh, he came out for a post-game interview, and I think he was just a little bit nervous anyway. So part of it was nervous laughter, but part of it was also just humor. Someone asked him if he remembered the last time he lost a foot race, and he cracked a big grin and he laughed. He just goes, yeah, I don't remember the last time that happened. Yeah, I can <laughs> understand totally why. I believed it, too. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, like, I mean, other than maybe Jameer Gibbs, who, who's beating that guy uh, in a 100-yard dash? Um, probably not many people on, on that field. So what a, what a blessing to have that. For, for as good as Bryce Young runs it, you know, Young's runs are more like extending the play or like on a third down if he needs to scramble to move the chains. He's a, he's a real smart player. He can do that type of stuff, and he moves well. But Milrow is more of like a true running threat as a quarterback. As you mentioned, we don't know how he's going to look if he's got to put it in the air 25 times. You know, I mean, they really didn't need to throw the ball uh, against Arkansas because between Milrow and Gibbs, they were too busy running past their defense. Yeah. Um, and we know those receivers have had some problems anyway. Uh, and the other thing I wonder, and I don't think this is going to happen against Texas A&M, but Alabama in the last year and a half has played in a lot of close games. You know, this has not been a stretch of Alabama football where they're just beating the snot out of everybody. You think about that game in Austin this year, they needed Bryce Young to win that game. And, again, I don't think they'll need that this week. But what's that going to look like if it comes down to crunch time and you don't have Mr. Heisman on the field, you got Jalen Milrow? Does he rise the occasion? Maybe, but we don't know because we haven't had to see him in that yet. Do Jimbo and Saban rise the occasion? Do we get some sort of do we get? I'm not saying they're gonna like they're not gonna go uh, Draymond and Jordan Poole here on us. I can't. I don't think we should expect anything like that. Um, but are we gonna? Are they gonna? Are we gonna get chit chat before the game like you normally would before pre? You know them calling each other cheaters. Um, what, that's, ha- yeah, that's that's a subplot. I'm curious to see is like, do they do the pregame glad hand? You know, where mm-hmm. you stand around and chum it up. Like I'm sure uh, after the, the game person. we'll get a quick handshake. You know what? They'll be. Sure. But like before the game, what does it look like? Exactly. That that will be interesting to see. Not that it really means anything. I mean, you can hate each other's guts and go stand out there for five minutes for the cameras and talk about the weather or something. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what coaches talk about out there anyway before the game. It's not like you're exchanging state secrets. But, um, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of their comments, neither one of them is going to say much. Uh, you know, I, I found it interesting. A reporter tweeted out, Yesterday, that you know, Nick Saban says, you know, it's it's all over with him and Jimbo. He's he's not interested. He's moving on. It's like, well, what is he going to say? You know, right? Like, yeah, like, even if it's not all over, of course he's going to say that. Um, you know, you're not going to get any of those fireworks. I don't think that we got uh, in May, and, and that's what made the comments in May so stunning. Frankly, is we just we don't see that in college athletics. Two guys uh, throwing barbs at each other. I mean, really more than that. I mean, it was total gloves off, particularly when oh, yeah. it came to Jimbo's presser. Uh, you just don't see that, and I think we've reverted to the norm. I don't think we're going to see that anymore, at least at least not publicly. Um, but, but this is, I mean, this could get ugly for Jimbo Fisher. And I wrote about this this week. Like, I, I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat at this point, but everybody that says, oh, you can't fire him, he, he's got an $88 million buyout. I mean, I wrote in a column this week, we need to, if your reason to not fire a coach, just like as John Q. Public looking at a situation is, oh, well, he's got a huge buyout. Get that thought out of your mind because every time we think a buyout is too big to fire a coach, they do it anyway. Now, I know we've never seen anything anywhere close to this type of buyout. Yeah, we're, we're talking about like, I think we're talking about nine Petrinos. However, only 25% of it 
would be due in the first 60 days. The rest of it can be spread out over the next nine years. So it's not like they need $88 million uh, on firing day. They need about $20 million uh, on firing day. If it were to come to that, and then you spread the rest of it out over the next nine years, um, and, I mean, come on, let's, let's be real. Like, Texas A&M is a revenue behemoth. When they pass the hat and, the, and there's something they really want, a lot of money usually flows in. Plus, we all know this new contract for, from ESPN is going to be coming around the corner. I'm not saying Jimbo's on the hot seat. I'm saying the idea that he can't be fired, you know, any time in like the next couple years just because of this buyout, I think is bogus. No. Uh, everything about Jim, Jimbo Fisher and A&M has been uh, aggressive to the point of reckless when you, when you look at A&M's dealings with him. So why should this be any different? And, and they could just blow by what the industry standard is for, for buyouts. No, I'm with you. A term that people, I think, need to get used to is we're about to start hearing deferred money. Mm. You're going to start getting some Bobby Bonilla deals where you're going to have these. You're going to they're going to come to an agreement. He's going to get you know whatever they'll get end up probably in the end. He's going to get like four million a year. Well, they're going to get more than they would have like gotten, but it's just going to be spread out over 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 those terms. Here's the thing though that I've kind of struggled with. I think I think we kind of fell in love with the idea of Jimbo and Saban hating each other because it was kind of fun. Maybe it is indeed the case. I still wonder how much of what Jimbo was doing was the was kind of an act to his audience because if you're not familiar with A&M, like, there are people like, thank you for fighting for A&M. Like, that was kind of what I've always wondered was like, how much of that was the truth and how much of that was kind of play into the base? I, I think I think there's an element of that for sure, and and you go back to what Jimbo said the previous year um, when he offered to uh, he promised he'd offer Saban a, a, a butt whipping to paraphrase there um, in in the preseason before last year. So yes, I think he knew it played well for his base. He was he was rallying the base like we're not going to lay down for Nick Saban. We're not going to lay down for anybody. Uh, we're not going to kowtow to anybody here at Texas A&M. And I think within his own people, within his base, I think it played very well at that time. Now, nationally, I think he kind of got panned for it because nobody, everybody's kind of uncomfortable on a national scene with coming at the king. I mean, yes. the national media loves Nick Saban. It is what it is. Um, but locally, I think he rallied the base. The problem is then he comes out now – and loses to App State. He loses to Mississippi State for the second year in a row. You know, now and his his about, side of the ball, his side of the ball looks inept. Completely, completely. Like this is what you're always in a bad situation as a coach when, like, the area that is your expertise supposedly is the area that's holding holding you back. You know, and especially when you have no scapegoats. Correct. I mean, if for no other reason you need a play caller on your team just in case you need a scapegoat. You know, yes. you need a, if things start going awry, even if you didn't want that guy to be calling plays in the first place, ah, well, now you got a scapegoat. Now, I mean, Jimbo has no scapegoat. He's calling his own plays. His offense stinks. Whose fault is it? There's nobody to blame but himself. Um, and, you know, I mean, he hasn't developed a, an elite quarterback really since Jameis Winston. I think those questions are starting to bubble to the surface now. And, and the other thing is, and I've written about this too, you hear a lot of, like, the Jimbo apologists will say, well, it's a young team. 
That is true. However, to me, in the era of the transfer portal, that is no longer an excuse. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 